Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Good night is normally like, you know, a goodbye type of thingamajiggy, but in this case, whatever time of day it is that you are currently listening to this, I hope it is good. I hope you are doing well. Yes, I am 8. This is 8 Speaks. Today is July 13th. It's currently 7.25 p.m. That's good. That's incredible. Because that means I'm going to get a lot of sleep in tonight. Right? I'm setting my alarm for 7.40 a.m. tomorrow so I can get up and get ready to go to work and stuff. And that means if I were to go to bed in this millisecond, in this instant, I would get 12 hours, well, not 7.26, I would now get 12 hours and 14 minutes of sleep, but, of course, you know, I gotta record this episode, brush my teeth, and then swish some mouthwash around, and take my contacts, uh, whatever I need to do, then I'm gonna go Betty bed by nighty night, and, well, then, you know, I get my sleep, and that's fun and all. It's funny, you know, 12 hours and 14 minutes of sleep. Back when I was recording episodes, something, something in like late May, mid-May, whatever it was, maybe even early June, I uh, had an episode where I only had like three hours of sleep, even less probably, right? That's when I had, oh, I think that actually might have been, I'm thinking of like late, late like assignments, but I think there was one project back in maybe March or so when I was up. That late, because it was also like a Wednesday after where I had a, I had a lesson in the morning, a tennis lesson. Yeah. So that was not it. I, you, no one, no one should get less than three hours of sleep. No one should get less than like eight. And I, and I say that not because, you know, I'm eight, this is eight speaks and all, but like eight should be like the minimum. Like, okay, if you get like seven hours, 15 minutes, like fine, but you don't want to get like, like 7.30, Kind of pushing it there, but if you get, like, seven, then it's like, okay, you're, like, you're going to start to feel, like, wah. That, that's my issue. I don't know, I don't know about you, but for me, like, seven is, like, not it. I'm going to feel, like, groggy in the morning. I'm going to be, like, baggy eyes and, like, Wah. you know? Know what I'm saying? So, this is episode 189, Talk Tennis 9. Yes, it's Talk Tennis. It's, it's the ninth edition of the Talk Tennis series. So, basically, 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 I talk about tennis in the end of the series, right? That's self-explanatory. Love that. So, basically, 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 this morning, I woke up, of course, and I went to my, uh, my lesson, a private lesson in the morning before work started. Right, from uh, eight to nine. Right, then works nine to two. So, lesson went went really well. Let me let me let me let me tell you how it went. First of all, I got there. Right, I I have new shoes. I didn't actually use the new shoes in the lesson. That's just because I wanted to like break them in uh, when I was like walking around working, not like you know sprinting and all that stuff. So I just used the older shoes just to you know just for the lesson and all. So, there's that. Anyway, before we actually started the lesson, I was working on weight transfer. Not even weight transfer. Uh, I was just like doing a drill at the start where I stand on one leg, 
depending on which stroke I am swinging. So forehand. So if I'm swinging the forehand, I just stand on my light on my left leg and just balance there as I take you know ten forehand swings. If I'm on the backhand side, I take ten standing on the right leg, right. And that's just you know get the balance down and and all that stuff, right. So afterward, uh, coach and I we um, we rallied from the service line, just you know quick warm up, warm up mini tennis, and first rally lots of maybe like twenty shots, twenty five shots or so. Uh, before I hit forehand into the net, but then the second ball that he hit, the second rally that we hit, that went on for like, I'm not even lying when I say this, it went on for about like 10, 11 minutes or so. I don't even know how many shots shots that is. How many shots, yeah, how many shots that is. I'm going to say well over like 150. Like 150 minimum maybe, but like definitely more. Right, like it just kept going on and on, and I was I was in it. You know, I was just feeling the ball. It was it was good. And the thing is, it was all forehands. Right, I was hitting all forehands. Right, and it's just small movements. Right, not you know like lollygagging, but like you know relatively slow and just get to the ball in time and doing whatever I need to do. And it's small things like you still want to like I'm, I'm, the two main things I focused on throughout the entirety of the lesson, the hour lesson was. Weight transfer and center the ball in the middle strings while you know looking at it, right? That's that's something I've been like really focusing like a lot on whenever I'm hitting uh, over the past like two weeks or so. Actually, pretty much since I've been going to the wall at the local school, so yeah, two three weeks or so. So one thing a coach told me a couple months ago uh during like a group lesson group clinic i one thing that a lot of people don't do that people should be doing is uh, when hitting their forehand and backhand as well actually no when you're hitting the ball at all you want to be able to see the strings make contact with the ball and depending on like the angle of the racket and which it is you you want to at least see like the racket hitting the ball Right, and you don't want to move your head. So, for me, that like instills confidence, or like quote unquote confidence, or it, or it prevents hesitation, uh, because you know when you don't see the ball in the strings, you're like you know you're hesitant. You're like, is the ball going to be in the middle? Is it going to be a good shot? Am I going to like shank it off the frame? But if you're able to like you know, see, I, I'm granted it's like you know, like point four milliseconds or however long they know the ball is on the strings for. Um, so you know it's you, you you're not like staring at it. It's not like a whole like like a long period. Of, like no, it's short, right? But I mean that comes with like tracking and projection, right? You're tracking where the ball is uh, coming, like how it's like like the spin that the opponent hit toward you, and like its pace, its height, all that. And you're gonna project where the ball is gonna be in like three dimensional space and all. And you gotta meet the racket. You gotta your racket has to meet that point, right? And, and it's optimal if the center of the strings right so also so so two things you get a you know you can see where the ball is for the best shot you want in the middle of the strings and second if your head is still and not moving like your head is what is it it's like uh eight pounds or something like that eight of that i mean depending on like you know like your body size at all it's like and that's not generally pounds like it's it's a ratio right like uh 
like Diego Schwartzman on the ATP Tour, probably has a lighter head than Shaquille O'Neal, right? Anyway, the head, it's a heavy thing, right? And no matter who you are, the head, it's, it's like, you know, it's, its weight is a ratio to your body, right? So, basically, it's heavy enough where if you're, like, swinging your head around and, like, not even looking at the ball, but, like, looking at where it's going before you make contact, that's going to, like, shift your shoulders. And from there, it's going to move your whole, like, body somewhat. And you're going to miss hit the shot, and it's just going to go... Somewhere where you don't want it, right? So you want to keep your head still. You see Federer, right? Federer, Nadal. There's other players as well, but these two, if you see, actually, definitely Federer. Sometimes Nadal isn't doing this, but Federer. Whenever you see him make contact with the forehand, just like just an image, just right, still image. I'm like, what is it? Is it a moving image? What are we, Harry Potter? Sorry, I'm being sarcastic toward myself. <laughs> so if you see an image of Federer, like who's making contact with the forehand, or even like just right after he's made contact, you can see his eyes are still looking at the point where contact is made, even if he's already, even if the racket's already past contact, right? So not only are not only is his head still, but his eyes are still right. You want everything, so you want your body moving around the head, right? You don't want to be moving the head, so that's. Again, for like an optimal shot. And you're looking at the contact point, so you, you know you want the ball in the middle of the strings and all. Right? And I don't know about other people, but that's like, that instills like uh, confidence. Or it prevents hesitation when hitting the ball. And this is on the backhand side as well. Right? Also, also on the forehand, uh, normally you want like the shoulder of your hitting arm to like wrap around your chin. Or at least you want it like to be touching. Um, if, if it's like, you know, if, if your head is like looking at the correct contact. Unless like, you know, you're bring the arm over the head uh, with, like, an Nadal-type shot uh, where he, like, wraps the forehand, like, over his head and add tops and all that stuff. On the backhand, too, though, I can't speak for a two-hander like and exactly what that's supposed to feel like, but same thing, you know, you want the, the ball in the middle of the strings. You want to see the strings hitting the ball. You want to see the rack. You want to see the contact point and keep your head there uh, even past the contact point. Not until, like, the motion is done, or else, you know, you're going to be wasting some time, but, like, you know, the, you know, the ball's still traveling over the net, um, and the opponent's going to, you know, do something, but, yeah, you want to be able, you want to see the contact and hold it even afterwards, so you can have, like, total control of the ball. Like, you don't want to look away until the ball is, like, like, if you're standing on the baseline, like, until it's at, like, the service liner, like, above, like, halfway between the service line and that, whatever the, I mean, don't think of it like that, just think of it like, you know, you Get the motion, and once you feel like it's 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 done, then you know it's done. So body weight transfer and looking at the ball. That those are the two main things I was focusing on during that like those like eleven minutes of of um, rallying at the start, right? And it was good. It was just we, we were just we were just we just kept hitting, right? We weren't missing. It was lovely. Then you know we had some I hit some backhands, and that went on for. However long, shorter, but it was good, right? And next thing, we just popped right into drills, right? Um, location of the ball, right? So we didn't go into rallying from the baseline just because, like, you know, I, I, I didn't need it, right? So, or not, I didn't need it, but uh, he decided that, the coach said he decided that, you know, we don't need to. We had the whole, we just had that whole, like, 
total of like 16 minutes up in the mini tennis, you're fine. I'm like, all right, I'm good with that. So we go into drills. So the first drill was, it was four hands. It was three cross court, three down the line. He set up two cones on each side for total uh, where, you know, deep in the court, uh, the optimal location for the four hands to land, right? And I didn't need to take it. Like, I didn't need to try and blast the ball. Just doing what I was doing when I was up at the net, right? Body weight transfer. You want to move, you want your body weight to be moving through the shot. And I used to just like swing my right leg around um, or like bring it forward, you know, because the body weight, like, I have to like catch myself. Um, and also, you know, like the, the, the drill at the very start before I started hitting where I'm balancing on one leg, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like standing on one leg the entire time. But, you know, when you're moving forward through the shot, you want, you know, a strong stance with whatever leg is like, you know, the front hitting leg. So for the forehands, it was, it was the left leg in this case. And the, and and the shots were going really, they were landing and they, it was going really well. I was surprised. This is honestly the best lesson I've ever had, right? Because I made more shots throughout than I missed, right? And that's like a general say, like, you know, I, I have more than 50% normally, but I mean, this wasn't like, like a 70-30 kind of thing. Like, this was, like, maybe, like, 93-7, to 7, right? Like, yeah, okay, so almost 7% of the shots. But that's, that's, you know, it's human error. That's natural, right? But the thing is, like, human error is, like, toned down a lot from, like, other lessons. This because, like, I was, I was feeling it, right? I was, I was really into it, right? Body weight going through, I, I knew exactly what I was doing. And I'm, and I'm, like, staring at the contact point, right? So it's... It's, it's, it's all like very clean and very common. And I'm just, I'm just doing whatever I need to do, right? And it's good. And the balls are landing deep, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm hitting near the cones. The balls are going in. They're not going into the alleys past the baseline. It wasn't gonna like that 7%. Like, okay, maybe I hit a little wide or hit long. But it doesn't matter, right? And I didn't get into my head if I missed it. Because, like, I made the other, like, 14 shots before that one missed, right? And I'm switching between cross court and down the line. And it was good, right? Then I went to the backhand. And there's a... There's another coach who's teaching another private lesson on the, an adjacent court, and he, he he saw me hitting backhands, and he was like, "Wow, because he he I, I was hitting some clean backhands as well, right? I'm doing the same. I'm, I'm body weight going through, and I'm, I'm making contact right in the middle of the strings, and he was impressed, right? I hear I hear him like chuckling off to the side. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I've gotten to that point where like, it's just like another coach is like, that's good. I'm like, thanks, yeah, and it felt good. Right? It was a clean contact. I'm pushing through, adding the necessary topspin. And it's a nice popping sound, right? I hold the ball in the strings for, you know, however long I need to. And I'm not, like, brushing up too much. It's not like a thin contact. So, it was it was genuinely good, right? The forehands and the backhands. All right, backhands especially. Right? I feel, I feel more confident with my backhands and my forehands. Well, okay, that's what I would say before lesson but now i'm feeling good with both right but if i were to fall back on one stroke it'd probably be the backhand backhand's chill right and it's all relatively the same motion right depending on like you know the height of the ball head of contact you don't want to like drop the racket too low if it's like you know high above your head and granted even then you want to you want to back up so you get like an optimal like position above like the waist or so whatever the whatever it is um, I mean, if it's a low ball, and you, know, you want to, you know, bend the knees, get down, and do whatever you need to, but whatever it was, I was, I was doing what I needed to during the lesson, and I was, I was hitting my shots, I was hitting my, hitting my, uh, hitting the places, 
and the ground strokes, they were feeling good, right? It just, it's just, it's, it's just fixing this. I, the, ep, the, the previous episode with Violin, she was talking about uh, practice. Uh, at one point, where it's like, you know, practice, you don't practice just to practice. You don't want to just, like, you know, get to 30 minutes in and be like, okay, I did it. You want to do it to, to fine-tune all the mistakes, right? Whatever you need to work on, you want to work on it when you're practicing, right? Fine-tuning, fixing this stuff, right? And that's what I was doing today. I was actually thinking of that before going into the lesson. I was like, all right, I... Uh, 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 uh. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, I was wondering how long I would go on with that before. Sorry. So I was thinking of what she was saying. I, I was going to apply, like, okay, so I know what to work on. I want to, you know, keep my head steady when making contact with the balls, and I want to, you know, have my body weight going through the shots, right? And... I mean, hey, it, it, it was working. It was great. Right? Whatever I was doing today, I need to I need to keep doing that. Right? Got up to volleys. Volleys were volleys were good as well. Right? I wasn't too like wristy. I wasn't like you know bending it back and forth and all. Just keep the wrist solid and you know push through the shot. Right? It was good today. It was good. Yeah. So that lesson lasted an hour and. Oh my god, I was drenched afterward. Thing is, so like we were inside, right? And it's also eight to nine in the morning, so it's relatively cool. It's not sweltering hot. It's not humid or anything inside. The fan was on, um, you know, like the, like a big fan, not like a not like a little like like house fan that like you know twirls left and right. Um, but still, I was drenched afterward. Right, like, like, I took my shirt off, right, and it, it, I, I didn't take it off where like you know I took the collar and pulled it over my head. Like no, I, I grabbed from like down below near the waist and I, I lifted it up from there, and the like the circle, the the, the collar, right, the circle around my neck, lifting it up past like my nose and ears. Oh, it was disgusting because at this point I had stopped you know moving for a little bit. It was like five minutes, like five six seven minutes after. We finished the lesson, and I let the, like, shirt, the shirt cooled down, and I was, I, I was cooling down like my body temperature and all. And I was pulling the shirt off, and it, it, it's cold sweat, right? It's not even a little bit. No, that thing was drenched. I don't think it could hold any more sweat in it, right? It could not absorb it. It was, it was, it was disgusting, right? And, it, and it, it didn't dry. Actually, I don't even think it's still dry, right? I, I think it, it might still be drying off, right? It was moisture wicking, though, so, I mean, it... it it holds a lot, but it was it was disgusting, right? I have it like laid out on my bag, um, just not like all crunched up because I needed that to dry, so I could actually put it in my bag later to you know transport it. Ooh, but it was it was disgusting, right? Anyway, it was, so I changed into a new shirt, dry, love that, and well, then I just started the work day. Work day was good, right? It was good. Afterward, I uh, played tennis with my dad, and at this point in the day, um, I'm a little more fatigued, a little more tired, right? Because, um, you know, I had the lesson in the morning, and then I'm, like, working out. Not working out. I'm working, and I'm just, like, standing around for a while. So, you know, that doesn't help. But this is my dad, and I was trying, I was focusing on the, on the key points again, and they were working, right? And every once in a while, you know, I, I was starting to miss a little bit more because, like, you know, fatigue is setting in and 
starting to like lose concentration. I can't focus on what I need to. But generally it was good. It was alright. And there was this there's this like bug that was like on my shirt. Like when I I went to like get like a water break in between. So now we're outside, right? I'm outside with my dad outdoor courts. And it's it's also cool now. Uh there's like overcast, it was like cloudy. Uh, but no rain though. Love, love that. And I was I was I was just, you know, taking a sip of water and this this like bug, I don't know what it is. It looked like it looked it was it was in between like a beetle and like a like a bee and a fly. It's a little bigger than a fly. Just a little bit. And it just landed like in the middle of my shirt. Right? And at first I'm like, oh, is it gonna like fly away or something? Is it is, I I don't know, he's just kinda chilling there, right? And I'm just drinking my water and he's not moving, right? I'm just like, alright, I'll leave it. Just you know, you're coming along for the ride, buddy. I mean, I don't know if you want to stay there because I'm about to be hitting some tennis shots and I you, you could get like flung off or something. And, well, no, I'm hitting with my dad. I'm going through the points, whatever it is. And for, like, three minutes, he's just, he's staying there. He's not moving. I'm like, what you doing? Right? And then I start to think, like, maybe, like, he has, like, a, what is it? Like, like a spike on his tail, his, um, the needle. What's it called? The stinger. If it's a bee. But maybe you got, like, the stinger stuck in the, in my shirt. Right? And I'm like, oh, dang. I should, I should probably, like, help him out or something. Right, and it looks like he's trying to, like, eat my shirt. He's, like, his little hands are trying to, like, dig into the, to the shirt. I, I, I don't, I don't know. But at one point, I was like, all right, I, I don't know if you're, like, dying here or not, because, like, you're stuck, or if, like, you just want to stay here, but I just decided to, like, take him off and, or her, you know, take it off, and I just, like, you know, put it on the ground. I'm like, sorry, buddy. Sorry. You're gonna, you're just gonna chill here for now. I didn't see where it went after that, but... Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. During work today, there was this, like, wasp. So this thing is, like, big, right? This thing is a lot bigger than this little buddy outside, right? So, yeah, earlier there was this wasp, and I just, like, put my racket down in front of it on the ground, and it crawls on, right? I'm like, all right, cool. So that's step one. Done. Like, oh, I wanted to get this thing outside, right? And I didn't want to kill it. I didn't care about that. <laughs> the kids... They were, they were like, some of them were freaked out. I actually, like, fake yelled to scare them. So I have it on my racket. And I'm thinking, like, okay, if I start yelling, like, I'm panicking, then they're going to do that too. So I'm like, ah, the kids are screaming. Ah, it hasn't done anything. It's, it's just still, right? So as I'm carrying it, the racket outside, um, uh, the, 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 the wasp on the on the racket, it keeps crawling up, so, I, so it starts off on, like, the tip of my racket, right, the opposite, opposite side from the handle, right, and I'm, my, my hand's on the handle, right, and it's, like, slowly walking up across the strings and all, like, toward me, I'm like, all right, stop, 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 don't, okay, okay, right, because I don't care that it's, like, near me, I care that it gets too near me, too close to me, and it, and it, like, does something not good to me. Because I, I don't actually know what it is exactly. I'm not an expert. It's just, it looks like a wasp, so I'm going to call it a wasp. Because I don't, I don't know insects. Right? And also, it's if, if I'm right, it's thing it was like, whoop. It was not the smallest thing in the world. Right? So, I'm, like, turning my racket in my hands. Like, trying to get it as far away from, from my hands as possible. And eventually we get outside, and he's still like the thing is still on the strings, and I'm like 
I'm like tapping my racket on the ground to try and shake it off. Finally gets off and I go inside. I'm like, all right, kids, that was that was a fun one, right? And then all's well that ends well, right? So, so yeah, it ended well and all was well after. And we soon forgot it like a minute later when we were doing a drill or whatever it was. Yeah. Until just like, you know, like a minute and a half ago and I just remembered it, however long it was. Yeah. So, two bugs today, both friendly, neither dead, both away from me peacefully, so that's good. Actually, I don't know what happened with that bug outside, because I did take it off, and it was, like, a little stubborn, so I don't know if that's because, like, there was something in the shirt, or, like, this thing was in the shirt, so I feel bad if it's, like, not living right now, but, hey, it's a, it's a bug's life, it's in it, wait, wait, that's a movie, right, A Bug's Life, with, like, the, the talking ants and all, and the, like, the wasps, I saw that when I was little, I, I forget if that's what it's about, I, I don't know, I could look it up later, but, yeah, two bugs, no biggie, yeah, so, today was a very good day, tennis-wise, right, and I think I've gone over everything on my notes, on my sticky note, and I've gone over everything that's, every major thing that's happened today, so, yeah, tennis is going well, tennis has gone very well today. Hope I keep that up going into tournaments and more lessons in the future. Right? Cool. So, relatively short episode. No? Alright, well, okay, no, 20, 20, almost 26 minutes. It's 751, just changed to 751. It's 751 p.m. I'm gonna go watch some Bri uh, Big Brother with my dad. Then go brush and all and. If I get to bed by 9.40, then I'm going to get 10 hours of sleep. And that is immaculate. That's, that's a good number. Right. Cool. Anyway, so with that, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'm 8. I'm signing off. I hope all of you are doing well in your lives. And if you aren't, I hope you find a way to do so with whatever means possible. Within reason. You know, actually, yesterday, or two days ago, whatever the last time I recorded an episode, I was thinking, why don't I just shorten it so it's like, you know, I hope you're doing well, and if you are, and I hope you find a way to do so. Right, instead of like, you know, with whatever means possible. Because then that sounds like a little ominous, like, whatever, whatever means. Then I gotta say, like, the within reason, because then, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody might get out of hand, and they're like, he told me to, like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> so I could just shorten it, say, I hope you find a way to do so. It's shorter. It's sweeter. So I think I might just start saying that at the end of episodes. I hope you're doing well. And if you aren't, I hope you find a way to do so. I am eight, signing off again. Thanking you again. I will speak to you listeners in episode 190 in the future.